but everybody that's watching online, bless you as well. We understand. The meaning of Christmas, I want to read in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Luke 2, starting in verse 8. Now, there, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you glad t- good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in the swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. I heard a story about a young boy who had received a harmonica for Christmas from his uncle. And after the first year, he saw his uncle uh, for the first time since receiving the harmonica. And with a large smile, you know, the uncle said, hey, how, how, how do you like the harmonica? And the boy, just smiling, big, big smile, said, thanks for the harmonica you gave me for Christmas last year. It's the best present I ever got. And the uncle's like, that's great. Wow, that's awesome. I'm glad you really enjoyed it. Do you know how to play it? And he says, oh, no, I don't play it. My mom gives me a dollar for every day I don't play it. And my dad gives me $5 for every week I don't play it at night. Some of the presents we give our kids, we want to turn the batteries off after a little while. Or we're happy when the batteries die. This this world has some strange ideas about the meaning of Christmas. And, you know, you look at the world and its celebrations and and, uh, what some call it happy holidays. Uh, uh, Some call it Merry Xmas. What's Xmas? What's Merry about that? It's interesting because it's one of the greatest celebrations around the world is Christmas. And if you, I love the Spanish because Cristo mas, Christmas, means more of Christ. And so whenever we say Christmas, we're, you know, we're saying more of Christ. How many of us believe that? I want to talk about the true meaning of Christmas. You know, there's tough times sometimes this time of the year, and seasons change and whatnot. But if you look at Mary and Joseph... And what they went through, they were in Bethlehem. This was the the time of the year because it was time of tax. How many of us know about tax here in Canada? Well, this happened, this big time was the year, the time of the year where everyone came and they got taxed. Caesar was making life hard on the Jewish people. It wasn't easy for these guys. Israel had been longing for a Savior. They'd been searching for a Savior for years. And God had promised that he would send a Messiah to deliver his people. Worship had turned into a set of rules in the synagogues. The government was oppressive. The economy was oppressive. And even the church was oppressive. Mary was expecting a baby at any time, and Mary and Joseph did not have a place to spend the night. I'm sure that you can grasp the concept of what Mary and Joseph thought about all of the oppression that was around them. They couldn't get into the inn. They they had to go to pay taxes. They had to do all this. They weren't legally married. I mean, it was just the whole thing that people were talking about them. How did you, you know, yeah, you know, you say you're a virgin, but what happened? So you can imagine what was going on in these guys. How oppressive and oppression they felt 
that they might have thought, if God really loves me, why is this happening? I'm glad none of us have ever felt that way. I put my hand up first. I have felt that way many times. And I've asked God, if you really love us, why? Why is it tough? Why is it the struggle? Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Interesting by night. Shepherds were, weren't really, a, they definitely weren't a high paying job. And they were really a, a lowly job. It was, they weren't accepted in the higher society levels by any means. Here they are at night, the most dangerous time to be watching the sheep. How many of you have ever been out walking at night without a flashlight or maybe hunting at night? I mean, when, I, when my son and I, we go hunt and we got to leave our little cabin tenty thing and I got to go use the five-gallon pail that we made up in the back to use the bathroom. I take my rifle always because we're in grizzly territory and wolf territory. But it's amazing how when you're sitting there looking around, you think the trees are moving. You think there could be a bear in one of those trees, you know. And I'll tell you what, I go as much as I can before it gets dark to try to hold it until it gets light. How many have ever been a little bit fearful at night? It gets a little, so here's these shepherds watching for bears or lions or whatever coming out at night, and they're watching, and all of a sudden, something happens. Middle of the night, and something happens. Luke chapter 2, verse 9, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. They were more afraid when the glory of the Lord shone around them than they were in the nighttime looking for bears and lions. Very interesting. The presence of the Lord, when he comes upon us in a mighty way, it should bring a, a fear of his omnipresence, a, a fear of his glory, a fear not that, you know, um, he's going, he's looking for our sin. Not, not that kind of a fear. I don't believe a good father is just looking for the problems in someone's life. But a, a presence of his glory that shines upon us in such a mighty way should scare the living sin out of our lives. Scare the darkness out of our lives. This is what the destiny of why we're celebrating Christmas is all about. It was so we don't have to live in the fear of darkness. I understand them being afraid. You can only imagine. But here they are. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. He saw these wise men were literally freaked out. Probably trembling, shaking. What do we do? What on earth is going on? First of all, in the middle of the night... The, these guys didn't have electricity and big searchlights and everything else. It was dark upon dark. The only light they would have would be the moon and the stars, but the reality, we don't know what it was, if that was even out. And you get nighttime vision. I raced sailboats for years. I did the Victoria Maui yacht race. We would race 13 days nonstop from Victoria to Hawaii. And, and in the middle of the night... Pitch black out there, your pupils get so dilated. They, 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 they can see things that you just wouldn't normally see. I can't imagine the glory of the Lord all of a sudden shining. 
If I was out in the middle of the ocean and the glory of the Lord shone and an angel stood on the bow of the boat, I'll tell you what, I'd repent for every sin right now. I'd go, oh my goodness. You know, we don't put an angel on the top of the tree, but many people do. And I always say to people, we put an angel on the top of a Christmas tree. If a true angel came, there'd be no tree. It would go poof. There'd be nothing. It'd just burn it up just like that. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear. What happened here is the presence of this angelic realm shone so bright to come and make an announcement that these wise men had probably never seen this before and a fear came over them. I want to encourage us, though, that the more we get in the presence of God, the less fear and less overwhelming comes upon us because we, we, we get in tune with what he's doing, and we get to receive instead of be fearful of it. Sometimes when God moves and, and we see a manifestation happen in the church, someone shakes or someone falls over, we can be so critical. But you know what? I want to encourage us. Don't be critical of somebody else's worship. Go after what God is doing and calling into your life. And maybe some of the things that are hidden will fearfully run away in Jesus' name. We sometimes believe that one of the gifts of the Spirit is worry. No, it's not. There's nine gifts of the Spirit, and worry is not one of them. We are not to live a life of worry. We're not to live a life of panic. We're not to live a life of depression. We're not to live that. We're to live a life in His presence and the presence of God around us. We need to realize that God has good news for us, not bad news. This is not bad news. This is the good news. The written word of Jesus, of our Lord, of Father God, right here, the inspired word of God Himself, living, alive. It's not dead. It's not dead. It's alive, the living Word of God. You know how sometimes you can read a verse and a few years later you read the same verse and it just impacts you in a whole different way. That is the living Word of God. Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is Jesus Christ speaking to you, the one we're celebrating today. This candle, just a small representation. The candle, the Christ candle. This is about Jesus Christ's birth. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about parties. It's not about everything else. It is literally about the birth of Jesus Christ. And when you drive around and you see Christmas lights, you see Christmas trees, whatever form of of celebration people are doing, it actually is based out of, I'm not saying it's all correct, but listen, it's based out of what the season is. And that is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. You can get all offended by the Christmas tree or by Christmas lights or whatever. Whatever, you can get offended at a lot of things, but the reality is, is, The government has given us holidays based on the birth of Jesus Christ. Like, this is the reality of the season. Then you could have the atheists saying no, but you know what? They still celebrate. It's just amazing. Oh, I heard about the devil coming into the church one day, and all but one man ran out. Everybody ran out but one man. 
So the devil looked at him and asked, why are you not afraid of me? And the man said, well, I feel like for the last 25 years I've been married to your sister. Sorry. <laughs> oh, now we're getting it. I know, I know, I know. Not, not me. This is a story about somebody else, okay? God has perfect timing. Galatians 4, verse 4 to 7. Galatians 4, starting in verse 4. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. This is what we're celebrating, adoption papers, the opportunity to be a son and, or a daughter of the king. Son is born male, daughter is born female, amen? Just want to clarify, prince is born male, princess is born female, amen? That's what my Bible says, and that's what I believe. If that puts me in jail, so be it. I'll have a captive audience. I'm serious. As an ordained reverend, we have to be cautious with what we say. But I'll tell you what, I will always preach the Word of God. And I'm not going to waver off of this Word. And if it offends anybody, it's, it might be designed to, to help us see truth and light. Amen? We love all peoples, but I don't love sin. I hate sin. To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. When you know Jesus Christ, the reason we're celebrating Christmas, the birth of Christ, he lived 33 years on this earth. He was accused falsely. He died on the cross, but he rose again three days later. So you and I would become sons and daughters of God. And in you, when you have Christ Jesus in you, the spirit of his son is in your hearts. When Christ Jesus is in you, the spirit of his son is in you. Abba, Father, becomes your voice. Abba, Father, praising God, becomes your lifestyle. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. This message we're reading about in Luke chapter 2, well, who was it sent to? Luke chapter 2, verse 10. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. All people. Let's say all people. The joy that he brought is not just for the church. The joy that he brought is not just for you and me. The joy that Jesus Christ brought into this earth, sent by Father God himself, is for all people. We cannot segregate and have a little glory party by ourselves. We cannot be the church that's just built with walls and doors and iron bars so no one can get in. We must be a church that is outside those doors that when we walk on the street, we walk into the mall, we walk to a restaurant, we literally bring Jesus Christ crying out, Abba, Father, in every step that we take. This is the privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are sons and daughters of victory because Jesus has all victory. How many of us know that when he rose from that grave, he defeated every work of the devil? Amen? When he's in you, you have that ability to defeat every work of the devil in your life. You receive good tidings with great joy because this Christmas season is for everybody. It's not just for the Fraser Valley. It's not just for British Columbia. It's not just for Canada. It's not just for one race. It is for every race on every, every country of this world, this good joy. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He was born for that uncle that you really worry about. He was born for every lost or wayward son or daughter. He was born for every unsaved family member. He was born for you and for me. He was born for our prime minister. He was born for our government. Every leader in our government, he was born for them. It's, if I grab that concept, it, it, it helps me learn to pray properly for our government. Because it's easy to pull up and speak all the things that people do wrong. But you know what? I have to pray and believe and look to what things are going right in the people around us, in our own lives. I don't want to focus on all my faults. I want to focus on the things that God has renewed in my life called my testimony. I married a woman that I think she was saved when she popped out of the, her mother's womb. I don't think she's ever sinned in her life, and it's amazing. I was kind of the other way. Uh, but, uh, you know, we need to not focus on people's issues and problems. We need to focus on a voice that is in us crying out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Luke chapter 2, verse 12, and this was to be the sign to you. You will find a babe. So here the angel is telling these wise men, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. They were given clear instructions, which is a good thing because how many of you know that men without clear instructions might not get to the right place? Sometimes even with clear instructions. We, yeah, preach it, exactly. There's a few honest guys in here. That's good, thank you. We're supposed to turn there. I don't think so, sweetheart. We're supposed to keep going. Uh, actually, maybe we should have turned back there, you know? Anyway, that's like half an hour later. People are looking for their own way to God, but God has His way. His way is very clear. It's not confusing. It's very clear. It is not through works that you will get to God. You could never work enough in the church or serve to get to God. It will not work that way. It's not where you were born. It's not who you were born to that gets you to God. It's not the church you even go to that gets you to God. You must follow the instructions that are clear from God. John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, says Christ. Says the reason for the season. Says the one we're celebrating over 2,000 years ago. The one that has the largest celebration around this world in all of history it's celebrated. And look at, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except through him, through Christ the Lord. That's the only way we can get through to salvation. It was just another babe. 
If the, she- if the angel wasn't clear, the shepherds might have gone. I don't know how many babies were born on, on the 25th of December that night, but probably not the 25th of December, like Kevin says. It's the day we've chosen to celebrate Russia. They celebrate the first week of January. It's kind of fun. When I used to travel to Russia in January, I'd do Christmas here and then I'd do Christmas there. It was actually kind of cool. But they actually gave instructions, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, a babe lying in a manger. This would be a baby in a feeding trough. Well, there probably wasn't many babies being born in a feeding trough. Matter of fact, history doesn't say any others were. And John called this, this child the Lamb of God. The shepherds would have been very uncomfortable in a palace. They probably wouldn't have even been allowed in the inn because shepherds were Stinky. They smelled like sheep. They would not have been open doors with trumpets blaring as the shepherds came into town. But they were allowed into the barn where the animals stayed. No one stopped them. Maybe people watched them. Yeah, they're going in. They had to sleep in the barn because we're not going to let them in anywhere else. But you know what? That barn had the greatest history maker to ever be born on this earth. Luke chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God insane. Imagine. Darkness. Hey. Hey. Was that a movement over in the bush? No, I don't think so. Okay. All of a sudden, pow! A bright light they've never seen like this before. And an angel standing in front of them, giving them very clear instructions. And then, after the message was delivered, this host of angels started singing and started praising God. Glory to God. In the highest. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. They were declaring what was happening in the heavens at that moment. They were declaring that God was sending, had sent the Son, whose name was Jesus. The King of kings and the Lord of lords is who this child was to become. And they were declaring glory to God in the highest. Let's not get so wrapped up that we forget to glorify God in the highest. If you have to wait a little longer in a shopping line, glory to God in the highest. If the kids get a little bit more tired (laughs) last night and today, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, in our families, in our churches, in our businesses, in our homes, in our children, in our grandchildren, in our aunties and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, in our friends, peace. And receive God's goodwill towards men. 
That peace is available right now. He's alive. That hope, it's available right now for every concern or problem. That hope is available right now. He's alive. The joy of the Lord, it's available right now. He's alive. He's born on this day many years ago. The love of the Father God, the love of the Holy Spirit, the love of Christ himself to his people, it's alive right now, today. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Peace I leave with you. It's not the world's peace. It's the peace that passes all understanding. It's the hope that goes beyond human comprehension. It's the joy that is always available in the middle of every storm. It's the love that never, ever fails. His name is why we're here today. His name is why we celebrate. His name is to become your testimony of life. His name, the name above all names. It's His name. His name is Jesus the Christ, the living one, the Savior, the Deliverer, the hope the peace, the joy, and the love. And I pray that everyone here this morning, watching or in person, will bring that with you as we celebrate the rest of this day, the rest of this week, into the new year of 2023. Be blessed and highly favored ones. Go and make fishers of men. Receive power and authority and wisdom to see this new year coming to be the best year you've ever had. Because the best year is actually in your hands not in the hands of the world. We can't measure our success by the success of the world around us. With Christ in you, you are already successful. 
in him. Let's go after him. Let's all stand. Father, we thank you that over 2,000 years ago you sent your son, your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to come into this world, be born of a virgin, to learn and to grow for 30 years to the first miracle of the water turning to wine. Three more years of powerful, amazing ministries. To be accused falsely and hung on a cross to die. To breathe your last breath. But I just wonder if it was the same angel that sat on that tomb <laughs> and rolled that stone away. Because Jesus, you are alive. You are alive. And today we celebrate your birth, but we, we know your history from birth to death, to life. You have set us free. I pray for the lost, the wounded, the heavy laden, the burdened, the sinners. I pray, Father, that we will be shining lights during this season of celebration of the birth of Christ Jesus. Bless each one here. Bless each one watching. Bless each church around this valley, across this nation, and around this world, these Bible-believing churches. All of our brothers and sisters, we bless them. And we thank you for the hope, the peace, the joy, the love that we celebrate. Birthing over 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Father God, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, and we praise you, and we exalt you above every other thing. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, amen, amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have an amazing rest of your, your Christmas day. We look forward to seeing you on New Year's Day, January 1st.